Hello, and welcome to the Seeking Health Podcast with Josiah and... And Jessica. And then Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) And we finally get to do another podcast after a couple days of busyness, and I'm (laughs) excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's like two months or something. (laughs) People are still trying to catch up on all the other ones we've done. I know. (laughs) But I listen to them, and I feel like I don't have enough content. I've listened to them like three or four times already, and I'm like, I need to... (laughs) That's funny. What's fun about making a lot is people can pick and choose which ones they want to listen to because not all the topics are interesting to everybody and that's okay. And I like this topic. All right. What is it today? You don't know what it is. Nope. Surprised me. Okay. I want to talk about gaslighting. Like a match and gas (laughs) and kaboom. (laughs) It is a weird term. Hey, like Mm -hmm. when I first heard it, I was like, what is that? It's like flying monkey. It's another term we can talk yeah. about another time, but it's oh, kind of yeah, funny one. Fun. Like I sent it to a friend and she sent me all these gifts with like these flying monkeys. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not talking about flying Thanks, monkeys. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. So gaslighting match boom. <laughs> what what does gaslighting mean to you? Just off the top, off the top of your head. Well, I know a little bit about it, mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard for me to pretend not Be put to. Be on the spot. Okay, well, okay, so... You want me to pretend I don't know what it is? No, what what do you... What's your definition of it? Well... Someone who's annoying. annoying. (laughs) Sorry. Gaslighting is when someone uh, turns a situation on you, I think. Mm -hmm. Make it seem like it's your fault, it's your responsibility, or you're the one who is stupid, or you're the one who... When really it was them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but they make you question yourself and feel guilty mm-hmm. about what we did it. How close yeah. am I? No, that's, you know, I'm having a hard time defining it. Like, I know what it is, and I'm... What about Wikipedia? No, no, no. What about Parlor? They'll tell you what it is. <laughs> parlor. I'm Parlor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, everybody's going crazy. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's another topic. On <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. Um... The definition I wrote was denying someone's reality. Yeah, that's really good. I think that's kind of the basic of it. And it can it can go as far as actually denying reality reality. Like um, the movie, the screenplay and, and movie Gaslight was about a murderer that was trying to drive his wife crazy so that she wouldn't suspect that he was... A murderer and thief and stuff wow. like this and it was called gaslight because like he was doing all these things he was moving things in the house he was saying like they would do something and say you didn't we didn't do that you're crazy what it and the gaslights would flicker maybe because he wasn't paying the gas bill i'm not sure and she would say the gaslights are flickering and he'd say no they're not and he was just overtly driving her crazy and at a crucial point in the play she says I feel like I'm going insane. And her friend says, you're not going insane. You're being driven insane. Hmm. And so based on that, people are like, like people kind of took that, that movie as kind of the paradigm of what gaslighting is. It's driving somebody slowly crazy by causing them to doubt their own reality. Hmm. And it can be like really overt. Like I, I'm pretty sure that they use it in like, um, prisoner of war camps like um 
for torture or interrogation to like really break people down. That would work. Yeah. Like I've heard, like even things like they give them their meals at funny times. They don't have windows in the cell. So it's like, what day is it? What time is it? You know, and just to kind of mess with them. Um, because you, you know, reality is a, is, um, is a fragile thing. Yeah. Right. Like you see all these things, you like your perception of the world is just your five senses and then the sense that you make out of it. So somebody can take that apart and make you start to doubt yourself. Hmm. And there's kind of like, there's the extreme of like making somebody go crazy. And then there's a less extreme, but can be just as devastating of making somebody feel like they're a bad person. And it's kind of like two different things, but it's, it's definitely the same spectrum. Um, but people might have a different, different agenda for it, yeah. depending on what they want to do. Can you think of any examples of being gaslit? On the spot. While you're thinking about that, I just got gaslit, and it bugged me. <laughs> <laughs> that why you want to talk about this tonight? <laughs> well, I, I I prepared this a couple of days ago, and and it, and so it's kind of been on my mind. But so tell me about it. Yeah, I'll tell you all about it. That's what you were fishing for. <laughs> That's what I was. Fishing for. <laughs> you were gone. And I was on Facebook being a good person and, and trying to educate the world on everything that I... Whatever. I was and, discussing and, various and, things. And uh, where were the kids at that time? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you made them steak and rice for supper. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was impressed good. with myself. Yes, you should be. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um... I actually had started the conversation in the morning and I just responded to a comment in between things as I sometimes do. And somebody, well, was kind of into QAnon and, and my post was on like, we need to, we need to trust reputable sources. And this person was like, well, you know, you can't really trust this. You can't really trust that, you know? And, and I said, well, what is, what do you see as truth then? How do you find your truth? And she said, well, YouTube videos. (laughs) well that's probably what she would say um she said something about like I don't I don't trust this I don't trust that you know and and I have a critical mind I have an open mind and I said well it seems like all that you trust is yourself and she said wow like um I didn't say that at all like you completely twisted my words just like uh Jordan Peterson in there was a famous interview where somebody completely twisted the words and um and I was really taken aback by that because I that I saw that interview and I thought it was really ridiculous what she was talking about. And I was thinking like, wow, did I just do that to her? Did I just twist her words? And so right away, without thinking about it, I responded like, no, what I was trying to say is this. And that it was where it was like, I probably should have had more thought into the conversation because <laughs> I was putting the kids down. I was just kind of like, oh no, she misunderstood me. And then I was back to putting the kids down and then she twisted that and she was like, oh, I can't believe that you thought I said this. And, and, and then she, she was like getting all ramped up and she was like, you keep putting words into my mouth. And then she was like, you know, isn't this a uh, characteristic of narcissism to put words in people's mouths? <laughs> and you that know, must been, have bugged you. It really did. Because like to blame 
to cast someone in the light of narcissism. I'm getting like, hot. I'm taking my sweater off right now. <laughs> so, and, and and then I responded because I have, you know, I, I, I have discussions and like, at a certain point I can tell, hold on a second, we're not talking about the issues anymore, we're talking about me. And that's an ad hominem attack. Like, and so I did kind of say like, look, if if that's not if I I was trying to restate what you're saying, if I got it wrong, please tell me what you meant to say. You know, and I'm I don't think that was personally. unfair. And I said, please don't accuse me of being a narcissist because you know my character is not at at, at play here. And then I thought I'm going to put this away till tomorrow because <laughs> it's bugging me. And I knew exactly what she was doing, and I was thinking, oh, she's gaslighting me, but it still bugged me. Well, yeah. Because it still makes you question yourself. It still makes me question. I asked you what's going on because I just got back. And home I was from trying so hard to hide it. <laughs> being home all day, you know, like something's not right, and it's like you had to talk it through to kind of really like figure out that this was gaslighting and yeah. this was bugging me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still talking it through, and it's still bugging me. Yes. I even can tell. even though I know what it is. Yeah. And that's maybe a nice place to start because it's like, that's what gaslighting can be. It's like somebody else is telling you what the reality is, what they think the reality is. Mm -hmm. And that reality is pushing in on you. And you're like, no, that's not true. Is it true? Is it, is it not true? I don't know. And then yeah. you start second guessing. And then you start going around circles in your mind. Yeah. And, and then instead of discussing whatever you were going to discuss, all of a sudden you're back on yourself and questioning, oh, am I a good person? Am I a narcissist? Am mm -hmm. I, you know, and now... You it's know. all about you instead of the issue. Instead of the issue, yeah. So that's, um, yeah, maybe we could talk about like... Do you have more examples? Because sure. this one feels kind of long and rambly. It's not very clear, really, how it yeah. comes across. Like... Well, a pretty classic example that we've noticed quite a few times is on social media, somebody will say something fairly mean like direct but kind of mean you know like well what you're saying is is harsh and like you shouldn't do this and blah blah and then they'll put a smiley face emoji at the end of it that's gaslighting well i would kind of see it as gaslighting because they're trying to s say that the conversation was happy huh when that. it's not happy like we're not having a happy conversation here yeah because like a while back, I challenged someone, like someone challenged, or I don't know, wrote on my comment. I kind of challenged it back because it wasn't right. And then she messaged me and she's like, you don't have to get so offended. Mm. Have a good day, smiley face. And it's like, you just told me that I'm offended, that I'm like worked up mm -hmm. and offended. But I wasn't. I was just challenging the issue. Mm -hmm. And then she ended with like, have a good day and a smiley face well okay she didn't do the have a good day because it was like yeah. written down but it's kind of how it comes across that's how i read it yeah with a smiley face and it's like you just called me like you just like said i was overreacting mm -hmm. and 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 then ended with have a good day and a smiley face and it's like um friend mm -hmm. <laughs> but because it's like but it's still bugged me yeah because, like, smiley face. And I, I actually have gotten that a lot lately. Like, uh -huh. yesterday I had a friend message me. She's like, I can't follow your page anymore. This is on Instagram. Because you don't want to discuss the issues at hand. It's like, all I don't... Like, she thinks I'm silencing her 
political views. Um, but I'm not. I just don't want to discuss it between her and I on private message because we've already discussed it enough to know that we will never agree. But she's free to talk about it anywhere else, like or, mm. or on her own Instagram or even challenge my posts on Instagram. But then she ends it with smiley face. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Like, I'm going to have to unfollow you because you're triggering my traumas. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Go ahead. I told her, like, that's fine. I understand that. Mental health is important. I've had to unfollow others. No worries. Don't don't feel bad about it. But then she, like, comes back. She's like, you're silencing me. You're doing exactly what... And then, I'm like, hope we can remain friends. And smiley face. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what? Like Yeah. So they were like... There's two different examples there. The first one you were talking about, like, what did you say in the first one? Like, going to have to unfollow you? Going to have to unfollow you and then smiley face. Mm-hmm. Or, what, what did... Well, I don't remember exactly how it was, the conversation, but there was some smiley faces thrown Yeah. <laughs> well, I think in the first example, you had said something like, the person said something like, you... Something, 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 something. <laughs> That doesn't really give examples, does it? Let <laughs> me just say something, something, something. All right. She had turned it on you, that yes. you were the problem. Yeah. And she said something quite combative, like, oh, you're taking everything personally. She had said something like that. When clearly she's the one taking things personally. Yeah, because she messaged me. Because she, <laughs> you know, she's taking time out to message you. Well, clearly she's the one that's taking things personally. But she says, you're always taking things personally. And that... You know, when somebody accuses you of what they are doing, it puts you in this awkward position because you can't be like, oh, well, you are too. Like, what are we in second grade? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can't do that, right? <laughs> and so she's aggressively saying, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. But then she's putting a smiley face on it as though we're having a, co- a kind conversation. Yeah, which is not at all. And in person, people do this too. And this also yes. drives you nuts. Yeah. Because people will... <laughs> will have a sweet smiley face and, and say, voice. I think that you are just a wicked person and that you are going to hell. <sighs> it's just so wonderful. One Here's time, <laughs> yes, one time I had someone like really give me heck about not, my kids not speaking French. Hmm. They didn't ask me why my kids don't speak French. They didn't ask me or try to understand how we tried and tried so many different ways to get them to learn French through mm-hmm. all the time, years that we live in Quebec but it never worked and mm-hmm. our kids really blocked at it and they wouldn't learn it no she didn't ask all that or try to understand that she just gave me really 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 hard time the whole time with a sweet voice and a smile it was just like you just tore me apart as a mother saying I'm failing like just the failure of te- not teaching my kids mm-hmm. French and how much it's going to be detrimental to their future and all these things. Like I already fucking know all those things. Mm-hmm. That's why we've been trying. That's why we put them in these like bilingual activities. That's why we get them to do uh, Duolingo or Rosetta Stone and all like buy all these books and try <laughs> and but have a good day. It's like, no, that that's just like, I cannot stand that. That, to me, is kind of screams hypocrisy. Mm. Um, and I have a very sensitive, like, cannot stand hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or double standards, or double-faced. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I and guess that's kind of gaslighting. I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe I got sidetracked with something else that I was going to <laughs> 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 That happens. <laughs> um, 
yeah, one of the things that the gaslighting does is it creates this cognitive dissonance where it's like things don't line up, things don't make sense. And that's part of the craziness of it, right? Because somebody is saying something really mean, and if they were saying it in a mean voice, then you'd be able to respond in like like fashion, you know? Be you'd be able to like be defensive or body language like, whoa, like settle down there, lady. But because she's saying it in such a sweet voice, it's like, are we having a pleasant conversation or hmm. a not pleasant conversation? And this is happening subconsciously. Right. It's happening subconsciously because the body language doesn't match up with the words. Hmm. Just like when somebody says something mean, but then they put a smiley emoji at the end of it. And you're like, it, like. It's just so interesting, that one, because it's happened a lot lately it that we've noticed. Maybe we didn't notice before, but lately I've Well, we used really to be people noticing. pleasers that never got in trouble, so... That's true. Now we're like... <laughs> the opposite. Fuck you, world. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've had good. a long day, okay? <laughs> yeah. And I... Yeah. Um, we're speaking our truth and not everybody's on board. And that's and okay. People are... We're not asking them to be... No. But then we get lots of reprimand with a smiley face. Yeah. And it's... It's interesting. It's interesting. Because you don't know, you don't, like if somebody, and I have had this too, of people just straight up being like, I don't know how you can say that, Josiah, or what you're saying is wrong. It's very easy, you know, you just move your fingers on the keyboard and there you go, (laughs) I said it. (laughs) And then I can choose to respond to that or I can choose not to, right? But if somebody says something mean and then puts a smiley face, it's like, what are we doing here? Are we having a kind conversation? Yeah. Or... Can I respond to the aggressive thing that you said up there? Yeah. So that's where the gaslighting thing comes in, where it's like, what's going on? Hmm. You know? And I think that this is really, um, this is where religion comes into it, because then somebody can throw some religious niceness at the end, like, God bless you, after they've just slaughtered you. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, what am I supposed to do with that, right? Are we having a kind conversation or are we, you know, having a debate about something? Are you, yeah. you know? What? Yeah. Hmm. Um, what else do you have planned for us? <laughs> Go ahead. So another classic example of gaslighting would be when you approach somebody to say hey what you said hurt me and then the person comes back and says or finds some way to say i'm really hurt that that you would be hurt by that yes and now all of a sudden the conversation is about them and about their pain yes and and that's gaslighting because it's like actually what happened is i got hurt here Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about your pain, and now it's like, I need to, the way for me to get out of this situation is to apologize to you, right? Yeah. So now I have to apologize to you. I hurt you and hurt your feelings because I tried to help you understand how you hurt my feelings. Yeah. (laughs) And it sounds ridiculous when you say it that way, but it happens. Yes, it does. Yeah. And the craziness of it is part of what is like, what's happening in this conversation? You know, because you come in, you you prepare yourself to like talk to kind of a difficult person and you're like, 
you know, it's kind of might be a difficult conversation, but then halfway through you're like apologizing to the person or you, or you feel like you should. Right. And it's like, what's going on? You mm-hmm. know? And then you feel like a bad person. You feel like, Oh, I said that wrong. Um, second guess yourself. You second guess yourself. Yeah. And there's always a way and that you could have said it. your intentions and your words. Right. And your, your intentions and words for sure. Yeah. Or some people will classically um, find a way to not take ownership of a decision completely, but they're kind of involved in it. Mm-hmm. And if something, if it goes well, it's like, oh yeah, well, I knew it would go well, blah, blah, blah. It was always my way. But if it doesn't go well, it's like, well, I mean, it's because so-and-so told me I should do it. Hmm. And then they're never held responsible for anything. That sounds very familiar. Yeah, sounds very familiar. (laughs) I'm like, do I name names or do I let it be? Maybe I should just be someone close to me, but not you. Not me, I hope. Well, we make decisions together. So. Yes, yes. See how yes. I'm just like second guessing myself. Yes, yes. The problem. Oh, I guess like. There's, we mentioned previously narcissism, and all the research I did online mentioned narcissism. That narcissists gaslight people, and the reason that they do is because a narcissist always needs to be either the hero, or the victim in every story. They need the attention. They need the attention. And they can't handle bad attention. Like, they can't handle a bad light turning on them. And um, sometimes it seems like it's intentional, but sometimes it seems like they're not completely aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. It just, the story just changes. Yeah. They change the narrative in their mind so that they don't get distraught about themselves or so mm-hmm. their value don't go down doesn't go down or so that they don't have any negative to deal with mm-hmm. so the story changes in their mind whether that's subconsciously or not mm-hmm. um and suddenly they truly honestly believe the new narrative yeah but the new narrative is not correct yeah yeah is there ways to um help us catch on to it like or help us mm. deal with it like especially like, i'm just thinking like someone married to someone Oof. who gets gaslit or yeah. or a kid like in mm. a either an adult child or a teen child like that gets gaslit by gets lit by the parents or um mm. like how do you deal with that yeah well i think the first thing you need to realize is that some people just don't speak the truth. They're like some people just like we mentioned, like they just spin everything until everything is half truths. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just always how they are. You omit some truth or you add, yeah. add to the truth. And There's so some truth in it. You need to just, just kind of remember like things coming out of that person's mouth. They're always going to be slanted towards him. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, I'm not the crazy one, they are. And sometimes you get in these situations where it's like, one of us is crazy. That's not me, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you're in that situation, it can be helpful to remember, okay, that person has a history and a pattern of always shifting things in his mm. direction or her direction. And I think that can be one helpful thing. I think, for me, the most helpful thing, because I've definitely been gaslit, 
this past year with different things with my parents has been journaling yeah, and writing out the things that I know I remember and writing them out as objectively as I can um, so that I know what happened. Yeah, because you're actually being told like, you shouldn't share memories without checking them with other people mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And here's how I remember this story you used in your sermon illustration. Mm-hmm. And it's like complete gaslit. Yeah. Like, like your memory must be failing and it makes you second guess like, did I really remember my story right? But this was your story about mm-hmm. you and your experience. And she's trying to switch it around on you. Mm-hmm. It was so obvious because we had been reading about yeah. narcissism and gaslighting. Otherwise, you totally would have spent days going over it in your mind, trying to to be like, oh, maybe I didn't remember it right. Maybe mm-hmm. this isn't how it happened. And rewrite your memories. Yeah. And that is the power of gaslighting, that you can actually rewrite your memories. Yeah, or someone else's memories to fit your narrative. Mm -hmm. Because if it had been switched to her narrative, then suddenly your life doesn't make sense anymore. Like the way that you see it, or suddenly they're the hero. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is a funny story uh, that you're bringing up. It's funny now. Like it wouldn't Uh have been funny. But... About this time last year, I had been doing some healing and I decided I was going to break the family rule and mention my parents in a sermon illustration, not in a completely positive light. It wasn't a negative light. It wasn't a negative light, but it wasn't. But the point of the illustration was my dad wasn't always there for me, but my heavenly father was. Yeah. And so I shared a story where I said, you know what? My dad took us out of nature. We had adventures. But sometimes he didn't have a plan and I was in danger. And I told about a story that I got swept down rapids and some stranger stepped out and saved me. And it was a really powerful story that like, yay, you know, yay God. It rewrote your view of God, that God can also sweep in and save you even when your earthly father can't. And and I was like in tears in the sermon saying how that memory had really helped me rethink other times in Africa and things like this. And so I shared that with the church, but all that stood out to my parents was that they weren't seen in a positive light. Mm -hmm. And so then I got this email where, and there's a technique called word salad where a narcissist (laughs) will just throw in a bunch of words and there isn't like punctuation and the words don't connect. And you're like, what the hell is she trying to say? Lots of extra words, lots of extra words. And like, different thoughts that aren't connected and that's actually a technique because you spend so much time trying to figure out what the hell they're trying to say that you're like it like it ties up your brain right but kind of the gist of it was she was re-remembering this time and she said oh yeah we went there often and um a bunch of you, I I don't remember, she said, I don't remember exactly how it was, whether it was you or maybe it was somebody else floating by in a tube. Um, and maybe it was me that reached out and saved you, or maybe it was somebody else. And so she's like, oh, may, so, you know, I was in a tube and then it was her that saved me. 
And that's not at all how it happened. No. And then she brought in something about like, you know, sometimes I forget things. And so I asked my older sister because she's older and, and <laughs> then she corroborates my memories. And, and so she's kind of insinuating that my memory is defective. Yeah. <laughs> and then she brought in this other memory where I had fallen off a cliff. And I didn't even mention that, but like I fell off a cliff when I was a kid. And she was like, yeah, the one time we were at a beach and you fell down this sandy bank. And I was like, no, that was slate. And I fell on my butt. <laughs> it wasn't the sandy beach with anyways. Yeah. So it was just funny to see because we had just researched it. And then it was like, there oh, it is. <laughs> okay. There's a classic example yeah. of trying to rewrite the story. And because we had researched it, we knew exactly what it was. But if we yeah. hadn't have, it would have really thrown me for a loop. Yeah. Because it would have made me like, if you can't trust your own memories, what can you trust? Yeah, right? exactly. And it's like, and the thing is that, we don't, not everybody remembers all the same details mm-hmm. in the story or not all the same, but that doesn't necessarily matter because the feelings that this had created in you was that you were unsafe and mm-hmm. someone saved you. So it wasn't about all the details that she's trying to change. Mm-hmm. This is how you remember that story. You did not feel safe and it was mm-hmm. a trauma to a young child. Yeah. That I thought I was going to drown, but someone saved me. So to come over and try and rewrite someone's history, that's gaslighting. Yeah. Because it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just, that's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just like, I'm really sorry that impacted you so much. And I'm really glad you found freedom from Mm -hmm. it. The end. No smiley face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no (laughs) smiley face. And then the other thing that came across was this real condescending tone. Yeah. Like kind of patronizing, like, oh, like. Classic. Always do that. And and that's part of the gaslighting technique is like, you can't trust your memories, but you know, I remember because I was there and la, la, and let me help you out with this mm-hmm. because the gaslighter tries to make you feel unstable so that you have to trust them. Yes. And that is the, the end goal of the gaslighter mm-hmm. is, is to, is to mess you up in that way. Mm-hmm. And you had asked what you can do. Like, unfortunately one of the guys I work with at work is kind of a gaslighter and something that I had to realize pretty early on is I need to keep notes mm-hmm. of what happens. I was and thinking that, yeah, journaling. Really. I had to, you know, if anything significant happens, oh, something's broken. Okay. I journaled that on this and this day, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, for a while when things were really intense, uh, things have kind of calmed down now, but for a while things were really intense. I was getting blamed for stuff that I wasn't there. Um, he would collectively say, all of you guys, you know, don't do this or everybody's doing that. And I'm like, hey, hold on a second. I I wash the trucks plenty or I do this. And so I would write every day what I did that day, what I cleaned, what I didn't break, the things I had fixed so that when he accused us, I didn't necessarily stand up to him in the moment every time, but in my own mind, I was saying bullshit and mm-hmm. I have the proof. Yeah. And then at a certain point, the higher ups did kind of confront and say, look, we're hearing all this stuff about nobody's cleaning, nobody's doing the right stuff. And I said, look, I've got notes. Here's my yeah. notes. And I sent them my pictures. notes <laughs> and I sent them some pictures and I was like, here's the proof of what I do. So basically it's like tracking your memory tracking your life like tracking yeah um so you have your own record yeah of what happened on especially with certain events Mm -hmm. um 
I was thinking something else that could help, uh, and this doesn't work with every relationship, but is to have things in writing, like mm-hmm. with communicating with texting. Yes. Like, I my last phone call with my dad at this point was early in the morning and left me in bed the rest of the day sick, migraine, trying to process it. Mm-hmm. But now that I keep it to messages and emails, I can read it when I'm ready, and I can reread it to see what... <laughs> Yeah. What techniques are being used, like gaslighting or something. So it that like having things in writing, communicating with someone who tends to gaslight that's in your life, closer in your life, one of the ways is just to keep it to texting or email or messages, mm-hmm. like so that you sit in writing. Yeah. And that kinda helps have the narrative and can go backwards and be like, Wait a minute, you said th- that I said this? Look, you're the one who said that. Yeah. And you may not point it out to them. This probably won't go anywhere, or you can. But at least you can know in your mind. Yes. You can go back and look. And that's that's the most important thing is to hold on to your own sanity, to hold yeah. on to your own mind and your own version of events. And what I found with kind of almost fighting with a gaslighter that, that was trying to push his reality, his reality that he wanted to push was that I was a terrible worker. And he was trying to build that case. And I was trying to push back with, I am a good worker. That was my reality. And like, you just need to know what the truth is and have, like, when you get accused of something, it's like, no, I know because of that, 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 that. And as you stay strong with your truth, it kind of leaks out. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the gaslighter can't, it's like waves breaking against the rocks. And eventually it doesn't, they realize it doesn't work. And then they, they have to back off or try a different strategy or mm-hmm. if you're able to hold on to your own truth in your own way. It can be really helpful too to find if there's other people there or people that know you. Yeah. That can corroborate like, no, you're that doesn't sound like you. That doesn't sound like something yeah. you do. Um, I know you better than that. Or, yeah. Well, it's definitely something that's worth reading about and educating yourself more because it happens really easily. Mm -hmm. But it's not only in catching it happening to us, but also catching it if we do it to others, sometimes Mm -hmm. not consciously. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if we've had it happen to us a lot. I think it can become second nature a little bit. Yeah. Um, But actually, I was going to add one thing with what we were just talking about. Um, With having it in I completely just having it in writing the the thought completely left (laughs) and then I remembered it and I started talking about it and then it left again so never mind (laughs) (laughs) oh like you might wanted to try to point out how they would just gaslit you but I find like off well what we read about is that often that won't work because they truly believe yeah that that is the reality. So you can argue all you want till you're red in the face. It won't work mm-hmm. because they've rewritten the memory in their mind, in yeah. their brain, mm-hmm. that this is what truly happened. And so you can argue all you want and it won't work. So it's something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Like you need to keep it clear in your own mind. And that doesn't mean you can't challenge them. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have it in writing, you can go back and show them what yeah. they wrote. Um, but it won't always work. Mm-hmm. And just to realize you can't convince them necessarily. And that's just how it is. Like It's just how it is. Yeah. So don't waste all your time trying to convince them that yeah. your reality is the right reality. Like, 
and you really do need to pick your battles with a narcissist. Like you're you're not gonna be able to prove to them that they're being a gaslighter. No. And you're you if a memory is like firmly established, you know, like marriages and families and workplaces kind of create their own history of yeah. events. And if it's really become set in stone that that's what happened, it's like you kinda of lost that battle. Yeah. But you can know for yourself what happened. Yes. And that's what's important. What I found with some of the workplace drama was you can see those memories starting to become history. And that's where sometimes you can say, that's not what happened. Hmm. Or you can just say, yeah, actually I was there, you know, and just inject a little bit of truth. And sometimes there's hope, um, you know, as you stay firm with, you know what happened and you speak your truth, you can prevent new memories from from going that way Mm. as people try and and tear you down or or demean you or or make you you know less than paint you as less than what you should be yeah So I wanted to to close with, um, well, maybe I'll close with an illustration that um, there was over top of the archways of one of the concentration camps, there was a phrase in German that said, work will make you free. And when people showed up, that's the first thing that they saw. And one of the first things that uh, these prisoners were asked to do was pick up a bag of salt and carry it, a hundred pound bag of salt and carry it to the other side of the camp, wet bag of salt. And then when they carried it, they were told, pick it up and carry it back to where you got it from. And that was like, and then that was the beginning of so many bad things, so many tortures. But that was a horrible example of gaslighting because it's telling them work will make you free. But then the next thing they do is useless work. Hmm. There's no, and and they were forced to work all the time, but there's no freedom. So it's a lie. Hmm. And the real truth is you're only going to be free when you're dead. Hmm. But it, the, the whole Nazi concentration camp, the whole Nazi mindset was to break people down. They were trying to destroy the Jewish spirit so that they could use so that they could control people and that's really what a gaslighter wants to do is it's a bad it's a person that wants you to be malleable in their hands and so what does it feel like to be gaslit is um you start to mistrust your own emotions and your own sensations how do you know what is true and you kind of start to feel confused like you're walking in a fog like um is this even real uh get really mad at yourself really second guess yourself um mad at your own emotions feeling like i always say things wrong um beating yourself up feeling no self-esteem crying all the time um a need to kind of distract yourself from what's going on in your head and just feeling really tired. Um, those it are kind be of very tiring because you have to go over and over in your mind mm-hmm. um, what is true and like 
you kind of being taken around in a furious wheel or something mm-hmm. like and it um what we do in our mind does affect our physical yeah tiredness and stuff so i think it's really like be familiar with it with what gaslighting is mm-hmm. so you can spot it and that helps to not go down that sinkhole mm-hmm. as much mm-hmm. um and also just like trust yourself trust your gut yeah. trust your memories they don't have to be perfect to be right yeah. you know like everybody experiences things different and that doesn't discredit someone else's experience mm-hmm. um so just trust yourself trust mm-hmm. your gut and just find every way you can to hold on to the truth. Yeah. And sometimes you even end up asking people like the silliest questions and it's really important for you because it's like, were you there? Like who said that actually? Mm. Because to you it's important because you were told something that wasn't true. Just yeah. like hold on to what is true. And if you know it's true, then just don't let yourself be convinced that it's not true. Yeah. Because holding on to truth is just integral to being a strong person. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks a lot for podcasting with me. This You're was welcome. fun. Um, and uh, subscribe to our podcast for more good content. Have a good night. And but it's not night. night yet. But it's night. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> not really gaslighting, is it? You're not very good at it. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. That's a good thing. Good night. All right. Have a good night. Bye.